0: This is episode 100 of the EdTech Takeout from Grantwood Wood Yeah, My name is Jonathan Wiley, and for our centennial episode, I'm delighted to be here with Mindy Carney.
1: Just the two of us.
0: Yes, on episode 100. Yes,
1: 100.
0: Finally made it.
1: We did. We've been talking about this episode for... Too long. <laughs> two years.
0: <laughs> yes. Once we got into the 90s, which is probably like January this year yeah, or something. Right, yeah, right, right. So uh, a special episode this time, we're going to dispense with news and follow-up and the main course, I guess. Yeah, And we're just going to do 100% Tech Tech Nuggets. Nuggets. Yes, Tech Nugget episode. But before we begin... Okay. I prepared a little surprise for Mindy. Oh, God. <laughs> she doesn't know about it. Is it a this. good
1: surprise or well, am I going to roll linked, my eyes at you?
0: It, it's linked here <laughs> on the dock, but you don't have access to it. So oh, it is okay. a surprise.
1: Okay.
0: I just thought I'd uh, dig into our past and look oh, back over the 100 episodes <laughs> that we've done and bring okay. you some, some history, some okay. stats, some figures. Uh, episode one was released on January 7th, 2016. Really? Yes.
1: So it's almost six ago. years. Yeah. yeah. Mm, okay.
0: And it was entitled YouTube More Than Just Cat Videos. Oh,
1: yeah. It's a good name. It was a good one. That right? name still plays, really. I think it still works. Yeah, I we think could so do that too. one again.
0: <laughs> uh, before we started doing news and updates, we had a feature that I completely forgot about called the Top Five Takeaways.
1: Oh. Did you remember that? No, I don't remember that at all. So what it was. <laughs> What did we name?
0: Well, let me share examples? you our okay. top five takeaways okay. from our very first episode. Okay. Our top five takeaways were why we started a podcast. Okay. Because number one, anywhere, anytime learning, mm-hmm. PD on the go. Right. Number two was to provide a model for teachers with professional or classroom podcasts. You know, model, practice what you preach. Number three, to give some insight into the work we do with schools Mm -hmm. and tell them some stories of good practice. Number four, sharing is caring and it's part of what we do.
1: Oh, how cute.
0: And then number five was just because it's going to be fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it has been fun.
0: And it has been fun.
1: Say it's been fun.
0: (laughs) Yes. So, this is a Tech Nugget episode. Do you want to know what our Tech Nuggets were from episode one? I do. (laughs) Are they all dead now? um, Well, you may be surprised, actually. One is probably half dead. Yeah. uh, Mine, because I talked about how to generate a link to a Skype call so that anyone can join a mystery Skype with you, regardless of whether they had a Skype account or not. Oh. All right. And we only did two Nuggets back then.
1: Oh, we only had to come with one? Yes. Oh, my gosh.
0: Mindy's Nugget was about a new Seesaw feature oh. called Seesaw Blogs.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Which is now almost six years old. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. We started this podcast for teachers in Iowa, but mm-hmm. over time we garnered listeners from all over the country. Okay. Iowa is where most of our listeners are, but yeah. California is not far behind. Really? Closely followed by Texas, New York, Illinois, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Florida, Ohio, and a bunch of other
1: states. Well, hello there. I know. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Globally, the USA accounts for most of our audience. Sure. But we also have listeners from Canada. Okay. Second place, the UK and third place. Of course,
1: because, you know.
0: Because, you know. <laughs> Australia, France, South Korea, Germany, India, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Hong Kong, the United Arab Emirates, Denmark, Singapore, Spain, the Isle of Man, and a whole bunch more.
1: Well, all right.
0: It's a long list.
1: That is a long list.
0: Our most downloaded episode, Mindy. Oh, It's going to be that something be? that
1: surprises me, I bet. Is it Merge Cube?
0: <laughs> I don't think it's going to surprise you. And no, it was not MerchCube.
1: We didn't have an episode on Merge Cube, did we? No, we did okay. not.
0: Episode 63, okay. Visible Learning with John Hattie. <gasps> well,
1: of How course. How could you forget? Uh, that's right. I should have known that.
0: It is by far our most downloaded episode.
1: Maybe we need to bring Hattie back.
0: Our second most popular episode was Peak Pandemic when we did Zoom versus Meet in episode really? 77.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Uh,
0: which was just marginally more popular than our number three episode, which is Productivity Tips for Teachers, oh, episode huh. 64. I think we did that with Lynn Klein maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that yeah. sounds right. Yeah. Hmm. And last but not least, I know a lot of podcasters don't talk about their stats, but we've never really done this for stats or ad revenue right. or fame and fortune right. or anything like that. So, Man. nope. Yeah. <laughs> As of today, we've had about 85,000 downloads. Oh, wow. So, yeah,
1: I don't know if that's fun. a big
0: number or not, but that's the number. I don't number. know either. I'm yeah. Like,
1: I don't know. Is that good or is that horrible?
0: As it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Well, why don't we just jump straight into okay. the Tech Nuggets then. Okay. Do you want to go first?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, let's see. I have a list of them. I will start with, okay, this one is, so one thing I will say is when I was going through Tech Nuggets, I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope I'm not sharing ones that we've already shared before. I did not remember this one. I'm going to go way down to the bottom of my list. Okay. Um, To Radio Garden. Does this sound familiar? I don't think so. Okay, don't click on it. Don't click on it. Okay, is I'm it going to start gonna, well, playing you can't, automatically? It will. It will. Okay, so what I think is really cool about Radio Garden is that you can tune into radio anywhere in the world, and it's like kind of connected, like Google Map, right? So you can like just spin around the world and choose a spot, plop yourself down and listen to radio that's happening. Really? Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: And I was thinking about how neat it would be for students in foreign languages to be able to listen to the radio in other places. Because, you know, formal language learning is not... I mean, if people are trying to listen to English, their formal English training and then listening to what we actually say here in the United States, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, like things about our language that don't make any sense. Correct. And so I thought it would be kind of a nice way to have students be immersed in like the pop culture of, you know, a a place that they might be studying or a language they might be studying. So I just thought it was I don't know. I was I like, like oh, that this one. is really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah,
0: definitely. I mean Yeah, yeah it would be the difference <clears throat> If you listen to something like NPR and you were yeah. a foreign student, then sure. you would get maybe a more proper English. Yeah, right. But if you listen to like a local radio station, it would be yeah. much more colloquial. Yeah. So I like that. Okay, okay. Well, I will go with a an, on another listening type of nugget there. All right. Uh, I found something recently called Hark. Okay. Um, this Hark is the a-
1: Herald Angels sing.
0: I should put a little soundbite <laughs> in there, right? Yes. <laughs> Park Audio okay. is a new app which is available for iOS or Android and it's a podcast curation app. So what they do is they take little clips of different podcasts and put it together into like one podcast episode. So you might get maybe um, chefs talking about their favorite dishes. All right. And it might be from nine different podcasts, but different chefs. And the little two, three minute clips they put together. Yeah. And it makes like a 40 minute episode podcast. And you can listen to all sorts of different new podcasts at yeah. once. Um, I got one. They had one on nonfiction books. There's one a crash course on NFTs. I mean, yeah. you just tell them the kind of things you're interested in. Yeah. And they put something together. It's called a Hark list, like a playlist, Yeah, Hark list, where they collect podcasts together. And you can sample a little buffet of podcasts.
1: Well, and I think it really opens up the door to experiencing podcasts that, I mean, there's so many podcasts, right? Like, we've yes. joked forever about how everyone has a podcast. And so it could give you the opportunity to check out a podcast that you wouldn't even have found, you know, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. listened to or whatever. So, I think so, too. Oh, that's cool. I like that. All right. Um, okay. So this morning, I was, of course, just this morning prepping for this podcast.
0: Because that's how Mindy does it. That's how
1: I do my thing. Yeah. Uh, And so I was with my kids. So I have a fourth grader and a sixth grader and they plop down with me at 7 a.m. at the kitchen table and I'm like, what's happening in your lives? right I'll talk to you about your tech nuggets. (laughs) Um, So my daughter, who's a fourth grader, is really into creating her own emojis right now.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: So she found, um, and I'm just calling it Annie's Emoji Maker. I think it's just Emoji Maker is the name of it. I have a link to the app. Um, so the she's able to create her own apps or um, emojis, but she can also animate them. So it will allow you to make a move and whatever. And so her and her friends are in this little text, like iMessage group. And so they send each other their emojis and they have a competition and they vote on whose emoji (laughs) is the best and so on and so forth. So that's an app. I did find an emoji maker website. It's not the same, but I um, also have that linked in because I know not everybody has um, the opportunity for students to have apps. So I wanted to find a website too. this emoji maker. Like I made a little emoji that, and it was all out of food, although I guess his hair is the poop emoji, but Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but just an opportunity for kids to, and we're, we're talking so much about social emotional awareness right now and things like that, uh, that I thought we should, and we've talked about emoji makers in the past, but maybe it was a good time to revisit, um, some of those opportunities for kids to illustrate feelings and emotions. Plus it's super fun.
0: Genius. Yeah. Well, we didn't plan this, Mindy, but okay. I'm going to stick with that creative theme. Okay. And talk about Adobe Creative Cloud Express.
1: You are, huh? I'm glad you're going to talk about it because I want to know what's happening there.
0: Well, I don't have all the this the skinny on what's going yeah. down here, but I know a little where a little, and by the time you listen to this podcast, you guys will probably know more than we do, but just the other day, um, Adobe Re... Branded Adobe Spark right. to make it Adobe Creative Cloud Express. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to express.adobe.com, you okay. can log in and you'll get something that looks a lot like Canva. Mm. Not too dissimilar to what Adobe Spark Post used to be, but they've rebranded it. They made it a, made a brand new website with mm-hmm. a new. Pictures and icons yeah. and themes and templates and all that good stuff. So Adobe is upping their game a little bit. I read an article somewhere that said they noticed an increase in non-professionals using their software. Because normally you think of Adobe products, it's like mm-hmm. pros of graphic designers and yeah. video makers and stuff. But um, and a number of non-professionals using their software. So they're trying to make it more friendly for some of those people. Interesting And... If you have an Adobe Spark for Education account, you should get an automatic upgrade, I believe, to this new one to unlock Mm -hmm. the the other features. Mm -hmm. So you can pay for this if you want, but they do a lot for free too.
1: Yes. So I just – I was looking at my phone because you said Canva, and I just saved something that I don't know that I knew that Canva could do – Have you been in Canva? I think you're in Canva a lot more than I am, but, you know, they have like these um, animated bits and pieces kind of in Canva. Yes. Did I see that you can create your own now? Have you seen that?
0: I have not seen that. No.
1: Um, so I did see there was something about like people were sketchnoting in Canva now. It was kind of all over Twitter just in the mm, last couple did, of days. I did see that. And then I saw that they, but I didn't, I couldn't tell if they were adding those own, their own animations in or if they were just adding those animations. But I had never thought about Canva as a sketch noting tool before, mm. which that just, that was not one of my tech nuggets. But when you said about Canva, I'm like, oh yeah, I just saw that today. Different way to use Canva that I hadn't about could be an interesting
0: before. kind of mixed media thing where yeah. you're sketching it out but then Pull you also just throw in the odd icon or something yeah yeah, yeah. All, all right like so
1: a- that was not my tech nugget i will give you a different one how about um oh oldie but a goodie
0: mm-hmm. this
1: is tradition i feel like i have to say this or it wouldn't be right
0: it wouldn't be an end of year ed tech Takeover <sighs> episode <laughs> that without- is
1: correct Google Santa Tracker. Are we still checking that out? I pulled it up today um, because I always feel like, oh, I have to always share this at the end of the year. And my daughter said to me, oh my gosh, I haven't even looked at that this year yet because she was one that always hopped on it and played the different games and messed around with it. So I thought I'm gonna look this up and make sure it's still kicking and it sure is. So Google Santa Tracker, nice way to kind of count down through Christmas break or to your winter break um, has lots of different activities for kids to work on. Um, probably K, I think, I mean, my daughter is still into it. So maybe K four, preschool to fourth grade, somewhere in there. So
0: I like him. Google sent yeah. a tracker. It's so fun. Good on you, Google, for keeping the Christmas season going. <laughs> yes, right? right. Yeah. Okay. So also, as part of this episode, we managed to rope in a few of our colleagues right. to do a virtual tech nugget for us. We have some pre recorded nuggets Mm -hmm. from our teammates so why don't we start with lynn kleinmeyer okay who has got a google hack for us
2: hey friends okay so the tech nugget i have for you is actually not a tech nugget it's a hack it's an oldie but a goodie but one i use all the time so what hack am i talking about template preview my friends I think we've all been in a situation where we want to share a doc with someone, for example, but we want them to make their own copy. Well, um, if you use the force copy hack, the problem is, is that people don't get to see what they're making a copy of and whether or not they've made copies of it already. So instead, I'm going to encourage you to use the template preview hack. How does it work? Well, you navigate your way to the shareable link of a doc or a slide deck, for example, and clear at the end, you will see it says backslash edit, replace the word edit with template backslash preview, grab that link. And that's what you're actually going to share with your end user. When they navigate their way to that link, what they're going to see is a preview of whatever doc or slide deck that you're wanting them to make a copy of so that they can choose whether or not they actually want to make that copy. And if they so choose, then up in the top right-hand corner, they will see a blue button that says use template. That's what they'll click on to make their own copy of whatever you've shared. The added bonus is that when they click that button and it makes their own copy, It gives it its authentic name as opposed to saying copy of. So it's kind of a win all the way around, my friends. Template preview for the win.
1: Oh, that was a really good one. Thanks for sharing that, Lynn.
0: All right. So let's keep it going then. I will do a tech nugget called Toucan. Okay. Okay. Maybe I should have hooked onto this one after you did your radio garden. Oh. But we can see some parallels here, I okay. think. So token is a free Chrome extension. And if you are trying to learn a new language... Or you have students, maybe, who are new to a specific language that they're starting. token could be an interesting pick for you. It's a Google extension, and once you install it, what it will do is randomly replace certain words in a website with the language that you are trying to learn. Oh. So if you're trying to learn Spanish, you'll yeah. find certain words in the English text that you are reading are turned into a Spanish word, and so you try and learn a little bit through context clues about what the word is, Hmm. although you can hover over any of the words and see what the English equivalent is. There's a little speaker as well that will pronounce the word for you in the language you're trying to learn, so... My wife does a lot of uh, Duolingo at home. She does French, and uh, she says she's much better at reading than speaking. So that would be the kind of thing I think would be good for her, but could be an interesting one for your students too. It supports several languages, Spanish, French, German, Italian, Portuguese, Korean, Japanese, Chinese, Arabic, Hebrew, and Hindi. Mm -hmm. So probably something on there that you guys could uh, take a look at. For
1: sure. And you know that in the United States we call that a toucan. Not a toucan.
0: You call it a what?
1: It's a toucan.
0: A toucan? That's like, what that
1: bird like is. Like one
0: can, toucan?
1: It's a toucan. It's a toucan. No, it's a t- so for those of you that are wondering how to spell this and aren't gonna look at the show notes, it's toucan. T O U C A N. Unless you're in the UK. In which toucan case was it's my a toucan. Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I kept thinking like, is it nope, there's the bird. It's a toucan.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving on.
1: All right. Fine, fine. Um, Well, to piggyback off of your Chrome extension, let's share Amber Bridges' Tech Nugget, which is also a Chrome extension.
3: So I came across someone that was using technology in a different way that I had never tried. So I thought that this might be Tech Nugget worthy. What I'm talking about is the Grammarly app has a tone detector in it. And what that does is as someone is composing an email, a little emoji will pop up on the screen. And what it tells you is what is the tone that you're giving off with the language that you're using within your email. So are you coming off confident and friendly or are you coming off in a negative way? And in the times that we're in where we're not always face-to-face, how we say things... Written and how we write these things is ever more important. So I thought those are kind of a really interesting idea to monitor your own email writing habits through the use of the Grammarly tone detector.
0: I really like Grammarly. Yeah. I have to say that I did break down and purchase the paid I'm version of Grammarly.
1: Surprised to hear you say that.
0: But you know what? It was like half price on Black Friday. Oh, okay, fifty, maybe even fifty five percent off. And oh. I thought, well, now is the time to do it. Fifty five percent off is like less than half price. So um, mm-hmm. I really enjoy Grammarly and um, gives me lots of good suggestions. Okay.
1: All right. Let me throw something different. I did have another Chrome extension, but let's do something different. So, like I said, I was talking to my kids this morning. Um, Annie shared her emoji maker. I looked at my son, who's a sixth grader. He's new to middle school this year. And I said, what are you guys doing? This? What, what's going on with you right now? And he goes, well, how about SmartPass? And I said, Pass, what's that? To me, in my head, I thought Pass. I'm like, oh, he's going to give me a password protector. I'm, this is boring, Tate. Um, no, so SmartPass is a way for you to sign out digitally from your class. So he... What he does is he puts it so the teacher creates the roster. Yeah, he signs in with his username and requests a pass and how much time he needs to go. So, like if he has to go to the bathroom or something, he will request a pass and say like I need five minutes and sends that to the teacher through this digital smart pass. Wow, I had never seen this before.
0: I didn't. Um, I had no recollection that this existed.
1: Yeah, and so I thought we've we've had teach. I've actually had. I bet three or four requests. I mean, only three or four. How many probably. times have we
0: done things like that with like a Google form Yeah, I'm something. like, well, you could yeah. do a
1: Google form and then yeah. you have to... So I thought, oh, well, here we go. Here's that solution that people have been looking for. Smart Pass.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's one of those things that, yeah, somebody's million dollar idea.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So how about we go down to... Ooh, I don't know. I'm looking Jews. down the list okay. here. How many more of these should we do or okay. not do? Uh, I'm going to go down to the bottom of my list because I know Mindy's already been down to the bottom of her list. Yep. There's no real set order here. (laughs) I'm going to do transpose dot video. Okay. So this is one for music teachers and I know we don't often do a lot for music teachers or have a lot of tech nuggets for music teachers and that is 100% due to our ignorance of (laughs) what that looks like. Yep. Um, But this handy little Chrome extension will let you transpose, which is change the pitch Mm -hmm. of music and the speed of the music or loop music, and it works on YouTube and Vimeo and other types of apps that, that play audio. Mm-hmm. So I think this is handy because, you know, if you have a student who wants to play a tune or play along to a tune, yeah. but their instrument is or their vocal range is not within the range of that song, you can transpose it. You can change the key of that um, music so that it's better Pitch for them. You can slow the tempo down so there's a better speed for them. Mm-hmm. You can set markers and jump directly to certain points in the audio. So definitely a good one for music teachers. You may not be a music teacher, but if you send this to your music teacher, they'll you love you will, forever. You will have a friend for
1: life. Yes, I know, right.
0: and it's completely free.
1: Which also reminds me. Do you remember way back when we used to sing songs at the beginning of? <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I feel like we used to make each other rap or something.
0: I <laughs> did <a> find <laughs> I did find a video of me using an auto rap video <laughs> app, where I said, "Maryla has a little lamb," and it turned into a rap song. Do you remember that? <laughs>
1: Oh my! And gosh. you and
0: Amber were doing like flavor uh, flavor stuff.
1: Yes, and- that's right. We had a like it was like a pop cultural reference that you weren't necessarily familiar with, mm-hmm. right? And-
0: okay, so- I'll insert that just for nostalgia right here. <laughs> Mary had a little lamb, her fleece was her fleece was her fleece was Mary had a little lamb, her fleece was her fleece was her fleece was Mary had a little lamb, her fleece was her fleece was her fleece was. Mary had a little lamb, her fleece was her fleece was her <inaudible> Mary had a little lamb, her fleece was white as snow, and, and everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. Mary, Mary had skin. a little lamb, her
1: fleece
0: was white as snow, and, and every... <laughs> oh,
1: okay mm, Wasn't that fun? That was fun. Alright, so I actually have a tech nugget that goes after Bridget's Tech nugget. Should we share hers now?
0: Let's do Bridget's Tech Nugget.
4: My favorite EdTech Nugget seems to be a favorite EdTech Nugget for Chrome. Moat, capital M-O-T-E, is a Chrome extension that was listed as one of the top Chrome extensions of 2021. If you've never heard of Moat, Moat is a way to record your voice and allow for voice notes, instructions, and feedbacks embedding into Google Apps, such as Google Classroom, Gmail, Slides, Forms. There's even something called Sticky Motes. What I have found as an educator to be most valuable with this extension is the ability for me to personalize and build relationships with my students using the Mote extension so they can actually hear my voice. It allows for accessibility. It offers the ability for students to use transcriptions, translations, And also give me voice feedback with using a Moat extension on their end as well. They don't need an account. So it's easy, fast, definitely check it out.
1: All right. So to piggyback off of Bridget's Moat tech nugget, Mm -hmm. um, I just happened to come across a template that used um, Moat with a daily journal for element like younger elementary students and knowing that Bridget had um, was gonna share moat I thought this would be a nice add-on to that uh, it's just a And I don't know, I I would maybe change some of the questions that were in that template to make it more about like, what was something that worked with my learning today or something like that. But um, there is a nice little template here to have kids kind of reflect about their day. There is also a video that shows you exactly how to use that template with Moat. So I actually found this Tech Nugget on Twitter, of course, and I can't remember who shared it, but it looks like the owner of this Daily Journal template is someone called John Neal. I feel like I saw this maybe from Matt Miller or something like that, so it was shared by someone else on Twitter, Um, but it might be something just to take a look at if you're kind of wondering how that moat looks when it's laid on top of a Google slide. This could give you an idea of how you might use that with kids and actually give you a good visual of what that looks like.
0: Alright, so I have I have a lot of extensions on my list you today, do. but I'm gonna do one that's not an extension okay. just to give me a break from extensions. Sure. Um something different that I came across recently and I think it may have been <laughs> indirectly you who put oh. me onto this. Really? So you were talking about someone on our previous episode about the created something. And I looked them up on Twitter and That's I thought, right, should yeah. I follow that person? Yeah. And I looked on their profile and they had a web address there that said solo.to slash their name. Yeah. And I thought, okay, I clicked on it and I saw this kind of one page website that had all the links for all the things that person did. Yeah. I thought, well, what is this solo. T O. So mm-hmm. I looked it up. And it's one of those link in bio tools. Yeah. Like you could have one link to roll them all. So uh-huh. you could put this on your Instagram, you could put this on Twitter, you could put it on Facebook, you could put it on all your profiles anywhere. And it lets you create a page where you can link to all your social media accounts as well as add links to anything else that you do, maybe a classroom website or a Google uh, group you're a part of or, you know, any other things that you want to share or maybe link to things that you have created and right. done online. So it's one bio link for everything. And it is free, but if you want to upgrade and get a couple of nice things like the dark mode or uh, unlimited links, then you only have to pay $12 a year. Mm -hmm. So not too bad uh, for the personal account, but it's called solo.to, and I have started to use it now. So you can see mine at solo.to forward slash Jonathan Wiley. (laughs) Shameless (laughs) plug.
1: All right, all right, all right. So should we take another Tech Nugget from someone on our team?
0: Let's take a nugget from someone on the team. How about we bounce over to Beth and see what she has for us?
5: My favorite current Tech Nugget is the ability to group tabs in the Chrome browser. I tend to be a tab queen. I have lots and lots of tabs open at a time. This allows me to group tabs and to name that group and it's really easy to do. So when you have a tab open, if you right click on it, the option add tab to group comes up. You can create a new group and give it a name, and then just drag tabs that belong in that group together. The other thing you can do with tab groups, if I click on the name of the tab group, it shrinks it down. So all I see is the names of each of the groups across the top of my browser, which makes it really slick. So my browser then turns into more like a to-do list. I have a math group. I have a blended group. I have a coursework group. The other really great thing you can do with tab groups, if I right-click on the name of the tab group, I can also move the group to a new window. So if I have a group of tabs that I'm using to teach a course or to share with a teacher, I can create a new window. And the only thing in that window is the tabs that I'm working with right at the same time. I love the feature to be able to group tabs and name them in Chrome.
1: You know, I love Beth's nugget because I feel like no matter who I talk to, they're always talking about how many tabs they have open. Mm -hmm. I feel like that really helps you manage your tabs so that you're a little bit more effective and efficient in your browser window.
0: (laughs) I agree, but I'm gonna ask you the question I think I oh, already no. know the answer to. It. What's that? Do you use Chrome tab groups? No. I don't, I don't either.
1: <laughs> but I know Beth does and you I can know see so yeah. like in her window you can see where she's got groups of tabs in her tabs.
0: I think for the people that it works for, yeah. It is perfect. It makes sense. It's exactly right? what they need. I think before I started using it, I might need them to do that. Feature where they would save the tab groups. Yeah. So that if I closed a window or something yeah. or Chrome crashed or whatever, then I would get everything back. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Which
1: doesn't, isn't there something like tab cloud or something like that that does that? There
0: are other yeah. extensions for that. Yeah. yeah. But it won't keep them in the groups, groups? per se. I uh-huh. don't think so. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Good old Chrome tab groups.
1: Okay. I have something that's not really tech, n- not really tech, but it is nugget. How about that? Um, So I saw that, I think it's um, Genevieve Villegas shared um, a praise folder. And this was, I think it, I don't know if it was necessarily in the education lens, but it was about creating a, um, she said like a desktop folder, but you could certainly do this in your drive, where if you receive an email or something that is telling you what a great job you've done Mm -hmm. to always keep record of that so that if you ever need to go back and see like the good work that you've done or the kind words that people have shared with you if you're having a bad day you can go in and take a look at that and i thought that's a really nice
0: yeah i like that
1: and it made me think i you know talk to so many teachers right now that are you know they're just there's a Lot. There's just a lot going on out right you know going on out there these days. And so it might be a nice way to kind of ground yourself again like this is why I do this hard work because I get these messages from past students or from these parents. And so it's not really a tech thing, but I thought it was a nugget, maybe something you could try as like a New year's resolution. like you know starting in January, I'm going to try and keep track of the good feedback I get or the accolades I receive.
0: I like it. I think you know, like you said, it's it's a social emotional health yeah. thing for adults yeah. right now. People need that little lift just to keep them going and yep. remind themselves that yeah, you're doing the good work. You're fighting the good yeah. fight. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go back to my uh, library of extensions that I have here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pick on Modern Wikipedia. Okay. Which is a Chrome extension that does one thing, really, and that redesigns what Wikipedia looks like.
1: Oh, nice.
0: And it does it in a kind of uh, an interesting way because not only does it make the Wikipedia website look nicer, but you can also adjust the font mm-hmm. that is on there. You can adjust the line spacing. You can adjust, like... Um, the background make it into a dark mode so it's it's kind of like that uh like immersive reader type yeah, of right. functions and those features Some where you them, have lots yeah. of accessibility options for those um so line spacing and you can choose like how how wide each column is going to be mm-hmm. so just lets you personalize wikipedia and make it look exactly the way you want it to it is 100% free nice. it keeps track of your history while you're on wikipedia so you don't have to like hold down the back button and see all the pages you've mm-hmm. been to. Yeah. And uh, lots of great, you know, editing controls, everything that you would normally do on Wikipedia are, are all still there.
1: Hmm. Well, all right then.
0: Available for Firefox as well. It's oh, Microsoft Edge. Thank goodness Edge. for that.
1: Oh, well, oh, well good. If, as long as it's Microsoft Edge accessible, then yeah. I'm in.
0: Good. I knew that pleased please
1: you. All right. We have one more tech nugget from our teammate Corey Rogers. Let's share that one now. Hi,
6: I've got an oldie but a goodie tech nugget for you. Does anyone remember If This Then That? You can find it online at ifttt.com. I've been working with a special ed teacher that was looking for a way to send daily reminders to teachers with a link to a Google form to collect student behavior data. She wanted an easy button. She didn't want to have to sit down every morning and type that email and send it, Well, you can do that with if this, then that. So when you go to the site, you can set up lots of applets. But the one we did was if it's a certain date and time, then send an email reminder with a link to the Google form to the teachers. You can set it and forget it. I think this is a great way if you're a special ed teacher to automate some of those reminders you need to send to teachers. If you're a teacher that's seeking feedback from students, you can set this up to happen monthly with a Google form to find out from kids, how is class going? What are your needs? Or if you need periodic reminders to remember to be a human. So whether it's personal things like remembering to pick your kids up from a meeting or if it's work-related items that are Intermittent but you still need to do them for me that might be mileage make sure you go check out if this then that
1: So what I love about Corey's is that she really found a creative solution to how to schedule out um, a specific email yes that wasn't going to work just for schedule send like she really I, I we were kind of watched her think through this and figure it out and, um, collaborate as she, as, um, she found that solution. And so I think it's a really creative way. And I think we've been talked about if for a long time, mm-hmm. um, but there are some really cool things in there. It, it reminded me like, Hey, I should go in there and just see what little, what are they called? Applets? What are they called? When Re- you do the they little. They used to
0: be called recipes, but the I think, recipes, I think yeah. they're applets now yeah. or something. Yeah.
1: So I it's, I think it's always interesting to think about those things. So Good I job, Corey agree.
0: Rogers. Yeah, and I think it's exactly how Corey's brain works as well. She's got that very logical yeah. thinking yeah. and thing. So yeah, I, I forget that tool exists, mm-hmm. but I'm going to have to try and remember and go back and see it.
1: Yeah. All right, I got another one. Um, this one comes from Matt Miller. I feel like this is maybe an older idea of his, but I don't know that I've ever seen it. He has a digital lesson planner. Have you seen this? I Where have not. Where you put your um, lesson plans into a Google form, which then show you can have auto credit to you in a one pager. The other thing that's nice about this, I think, is that it kind of creates this lesson, um, lesson plan library for you. So it could all show up then in a spreadsheet and you'd be able to access any lesson plans that you had had created in the past, which I thought was kind of a neat idea that I hadn't really thought about before. The only thing, the only issue I see with this is that sometimes when you're putting a bunch of text into a Google form, it gets kind of clunky, (laughs) I guess. You know what I mean? Like you can't see all of your text and it's hard to go back and reread what you've written. Um, But I thought it was kind of an interesting way to keep track. I also thought it would be nice to be able then to go in and add reflection notes um, after that lesson. Or um, the other thing I thought about, it'd be nice to have those like essential questions written into that lesson plan so you don't have to always be thinking about what would be good questions to ask during this lesson. Mm -hmm. They would be there, and and it would help you remember some of those misconceptions students have that you might forget from one year to the next. So um, I thought this was an interesting idea, but I don't think it's a new one from Matt Miller, but it might be one to to check out. I don't think it's for everyone, certainly, but I think there might be people out there who be like, oh, I had never thought about using Google Forms that way.
0: The power of this is in the structure you put together in that form. Uh-huh. You know, do you have like space, like you said, for essential questions right. and what your standards are yep. and, you know, your differentiation activities are you yeah. going to put in? If you have all that in there, I think, yeah, this is, this could be a really interesting, powerful tool. And yeah. you've got a record and a spreadsheet yeah. of like all the things and mm-hmm. you could just change the, the tab that everything goes into after every quarter or yep. something. And, yep. Okay. So I like that idea. I hadn't seen that one before, but. Okay, I'm gonna give you a oh. not a two for one. <laughs> okay. Not a three for one. Oh boy, okay. I'm gonna give you <laughs> twenty nuggets oh. in one link. Okay. Because I started to think that I'd seen a number of different like ed tech companies and things like Canva and like mm-hmm. Adobe mm-hmm. that will do things like give teachers a premium account version of Something that people would normally have to pay for. Okay. Okay. So I put a little wakelet together okay. of 20 different ed tech services that are giving teachers stuff for free. Okay. And you can see these on, on here. Maybe by the time you listen to this, there'll be 21 on there oh. or 22. Or, but, you know, Canva, Adobe, Brilliant, Epic, mm-hmm. WooClap, Loom, Headspace, all of these people are giving out free stuff for teachers, free accounts for teachers that you do not have to pay for. Other people do. Mm-hmm. So check <laughs> I this. I just
1: thought, mm-hmm, I said mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check this link out. and. Um, you can take advantage of all these yourself.
1: Yeah. Are you going to keep adding to this? This Is this like an ever...
0: I will add to this as soon as I find them. There's a link at the bottom there that says, if you find uh, something else that you think should be on this list, let me know. Oh, nice. I I put my email down there and you can just uh, shoot me an email and I will add it to this list.
1: Good one. Okay, let's see. Um, I'm going to... Hmm. I'm going to share this one because I think it's actually, um, it's kind of like a three pointer here. First of all, I think maybe this comes from Stephanie Howell, who is also, I believe a listener because I've had some communication with Stephanie, um, over the years here and there, she has been sharing, um, some things for, I feel like December is always kind of a time where we do like this advent calendar of ed yes. tech and whatever. Yes. Um, so Stephanie's Always really great, I think, about sharing stuff out uh, that she creates. Um, So one of the things that I saw um, was an edgy protocol. So that will be two for here for you. Mm -hmm. Edgy protocols, if you haven't looked at edgy protocols, you certainly should um, check those out. They're things that you could use in your classroom. They have um, templates that go along with them. This was a new one to me because I don't dig into edgy protocols quite like I dig into thinking um, the Project Zero Thinking Routines. Um, But it's called Thin Slides. And what I've seen, and actually I saw Craig Bedura, I think, was using this too, is that students are each given one slide. They have to put on one word and one image. And it's around some sort of topic. Okay. So I think this um, template that I have, they have named it Winter Break Escapade, and it's for use after you come back from your winter break. And students have to respond by sharing their winter break in one image and one word. Hmm. And then they go through and they only have 15 seconds to talk about their winter break. And it The image and the word help you represent that. So it's a nice, I think, way to tie kids together, to build community. You could think about it as a, you know, SEL. And I really liked it a lot. And it's there for you to use. It's just a template. You can take it yourself and use it as you will. The nice thing about it, too, is that we are so pressed for time always with our students that I thought one image, one word, that's quick. Students get 15 seconds. Put the timer on, everybody gets 15 seconds. And so I thought it was a nice, quick way to, you know, kind of break the ice with your kids and get them talking to one another uh, to start your class.
0: Good little icebreaker. It is. Mm-hmm. Or
1: it could be, an, you could do it more around academics of some sort and do it at the end of your class and check in with how, you know, kids could share an image about how they felt the class went today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Stephanie is at missus Howell 24 on Twitter. If you want to look her up, we'll put her Twitter handle in the show notes.
1: Yeah. And to give Stephanie another shout out, she has something else. This is another one of my tech nuggets, but I'll just say too, she has, um, with blended learning, we've been talking always a lot about playlists and choice boards and things like that. Sometimes that's too much for students. One thing that she has been sharing out is a this or that board. So it's just about choosing one thing or the other thing, and she's got lots of opportunities and ways for you to take a look and think about that too. So um, maybe we can add that link as well as two nuggets in one.
0: I'm more than happy to do that. Well, uh, speaking of nuggets, um, I do have a podcast confession for the listeners, but I think it's something we've said before. All right. Mindy and I do sometimes struggle to think about tech nuggets. Have we mentioned that? Have we mentioned that at all?
1: (laughs) I think I have. Yeah
0: tech nuggets are popular it with the with the listeners mm-hmm. and when we do these tech nugget episodes people say oh you should do more of those are yeah. like, great right. and we're like wow they take the longest <laughs> to find things to do. so i tried to make it a personal goal of mm-hmm. mine to get better at finding tech nuggets and I thought I needed some accountability for that so what I ended up doing on the side was putting together a little newsletter called yeah. tech nuggets <sighs> it comes out every week and it will have whatever I find on the internet that is kind of interesting mm-hmm. uh, in that week a list of tools and apps and extensions that you can use for teaching and learning uh, free stuff just things that I find that pique my interest so I send that out um, every Monday morning if you are interested I'll put a link in the show notes but you can get to it at bit.ly forward slash tech nuggets maybe you will get a preview on a future podcast nuggets from the newsletter because that's where all mine came from today (laughs) (laughs) if you didn't like what you saw today don't subscribe to the newsletter (laughs) otherwise if you like some of those you'll see them on those newsletters all right, so I think that brings us to the end of the Tech Nugget Extravaganza. Oh, yeah.
1: Nuggety, nuggety, nuggety. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't hear that, I guess, right?
1: <laughs> it's been a while since I've said that.
0: I, I think used it to say has. It all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. You did, you used to say it a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. Maybe I should do a little compilation of all the times you've said that as <laughs> an outtake on the show. Yes. All right. So this is going to be our last episode of 2021. That's right. We will be back in 2022. We have at least two episodes in the can that yep. we're thinking about doing. So, but yep. uh, if you have ideas, suggestions, hit us up on Twitter. We would love to hear what you would like to hear more of in 2022. Okay. Okay. And we will do our best to research and bring you that knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) So until next time.
1: This has been the EdTech Takeout. We hope it hit the spot.